Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, and welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. This week, we're peeking over the fence to see if the grass really is greener in over there. In over there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the other side. Underwear. <laughs> Under th- <laughs> I just made you say underwear. Ah. No, you said underwear. I know. I was jumping ahead because I was sure one of you was going to mess it up. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. Tony. And recently, I started listening to this new podcast called the Dirty Bits Podcast, and I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about it. So let's plug them. Yeah. Her. Come discover history's naughtiest secrets on our new show, the Dirty Bits Podcast. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and tawnyvoice.com slash the Dirty Bits Podcast. A podcast devoted to the dirty bits of history your teacher probably left out. That's the end. Now, I gotta tell you, I, I don't plug things that I have, have don't support list to myself, and I love this podcast. So do yourselves a favor. Listen to this podcast. Dirty Bits. It's, 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 it's awesome. Oh, yeah, let's talk about our podcast now. What All are we right. doing? <laughs> what is this podcast? Each of us has... <laughs> That's why he's the best play-by-play guy in the business. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. <gasps> I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance. <laughs> I have action-adventure. <laughs> There always has to be one. Uh, well, I was trying to figure out what the hell Elaine was doing. That, didn't sound very, that wasn't very fantasy. I you I should do like a robot voice. I was going to say, I could do a robot voice. That would have been cooler. But I didn't think about it. All right, well. <laughs> where were we? I'm cool. We take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these films a second chance. A second chance. So, inspired by... Carly, tell us what we're doing. Oh. By 20 Zag Team. (laughs) 20 Serpentine. 20 Serpentine. We're going to zag on you this month. See, this is why we (laughs) have to do the whole podcast in a robot voice. No. (laughs) I don't do that. But inspired by 20 Serpentine, Carly wanted to do a zag, so each of us for the next four weeks are picking what we are going to call zag movies, which are movies that we feel fall in our genre, but when you think of that movie, it's not traditionally what you would think. For instance, my movie today is Charlie's Angels. And which you are arguing that it is. is science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 Lucy Lou. It definitely do, takes do, place do, in an alternate do, reality. Do, do, do. Like 100%. There's no way. <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> He's like, no. I'll take another drink. Here we go. Wow, that's a good start. When we're three minutes in, Tony's like, I need a drink to talk about this movie. <laughs> All right. Spoilers. So, <laughs> so Charlie's Angels from 2000 was directed by our old friend Mick G from This Means War. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, good director. He did a bunch of other cool stuff, but I'm sure yes, you're going to say that. <laughs> no, he did all kinds of cool stuff. and Usually he has a list. But we <laughs> already talked about we it back in this... I, in the This Means War episode. We if did you want to hear my Mick G list, you got to go back and listen <laughs> to This Means War. She has a point. Can't argue with that. He did it. All right. It was written by... Somebody there was five, five writing credits. Two of them were from the TV show, but the three guys who got the writing credits for the movie were Ryan Rowe, who looks like maybe he's written some Disney films, and most notably, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. 
I can't say I've seen that one. I missed it. It was old in the eight. It was like from I've the heard late, of it. Starring Kirk Cameron, I think. I don't know. I oh, just, Kirk Cameron. <gasps> yes. That explains it. Then Ed Solomon, who wrote Now You See Me One and Two, the Super Mario Brothers movies, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, oh, and The Bogus one. Journey. He had a lot of interesting, good stuff. I do like some Bill and Ted. And then the third guy was John August, who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Dark Shadows, and Frankenweenie. 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 Yes. I love that movie. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. <laughs> Didn't I think so. It. it was good. All right. So this movie on IMDb, it's rated 5.5 out of 10 with a 52 critic metascore. So oh, that's actually a lot better than I not thought. Not so great. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter has it at... 68%, but the audience really? score is only 45 which I feel like it should have been the other way. Yeah, I would yeah. have expected well, that's, it. Well, you know, the, the critics are usually wrong. Yes, but I would have thought the critics would rate it low and the audience would have rated it high, but the audience rated it low and the critics rated it high. That's because it's a festering... 68 is product. high. Could we, we're not at final judgments yet. <laughs> I mean, this I, is this is. I also cinema. this movie. <laughs> There's a sequel. <laughs> I also want you to know that this movie won two notable MTV Movie Awards. Oh, well, you don't get any more prestige. Best on-screen team of our three Charlie's Angels. Do you have who they went against? No, <laughs> but I don't understand how they could have won best on-screen team because the team is to me two people, and there are clearly three here. Well, no. Yes. Well, is there really, an on-screen a baseball team duo? only has two guys? I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like team, like when they're on-screen team, it's like a tag team. Nah, I don't know. It just bothers well, me. On-screen yeah. duo would be two. And I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if they had a duo and a team, then the second, team would be anything more. The second more than award two. they won, they were nominated for a bunch. But the second award they won was best dance sequence for Cameron Diaz's dream dance. Are sequence. you shitting me? Not wow. the whole train scene, again, but the depends dream on what sequence. they went against. If wow. nobody else had any, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna vote for the Fat Boy Slim video. So, I'm to think of what other movies were out in two thousand. So this Wouldn't, movie is starring Cameron Diaz as Natalie Cook, Drew Barrymore as Dylan Sanders, and Lucy Lewis, Alex Mundy, the Charlie's Angels. Alright, so I have two reviews. We'll go with the bad one first, because it's funny. Because it was easier to find. This is by Nigel Lloyd, and it's he says this is nothing but trailer moments. Ex-pop video director Mick G couldn't organize a pillow fight in a bedding factory. Wow. Ooh. It goes on from there, but that's the important part. I like that. <laughs> then, this is, um, this is Stomp Gale 87, rated this movie 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. And she says, my teenage obsession packed full of action, eye candy, and laughs. She writes, uh, she like gives a whole review of the film and then sums it up in this paragraph. Overall, this is an amazing girly action flick that features memorable dialogue, stunning stunts, fantastic special effects, and a, su a th superb soundtrack. I also recommend the sequel, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, which is even better. With Helen's ass? Even better than a 10 out of 10? <laughs> Wow. So she really liked this movie a lot. <laughs> I really think the soundtrack was good too. I, I liked the soundtrack. Yeah. I like this movie, but not as much as she did. I don't think McGee likes this movie as much as she does. <laughs> so going in before this rewatch, John, what did you think? Well, there wasn't much of a surprise. I had seen this before. Um, I think this is of the two Charlie's Angels movies. This one's better. Okay. I thought there were three. And my mama always <laughs> tells me. Mom always said, if you can't say nothing nice, that's not true, Mom. You never said that, but people always say that, but... Um, that's it? That's all you got? 
Yeah. So you did not enjoy this movie. Well, look, I wasn't um, looking forward to it going in because I knew what was going to happen. And, you know, bad wire work, shitty acting, and crappy action scenes. Ooh. But Bill Murray was top shelf. That's what I thought. Go- that's what I thought going Harsh. in. You'll see my final thoughts later. Harsh. You don't Tell like me. anything good. Carly? Yes, because right. you know what? Let me tell you something. If you're going to do a movie, make sure you spill a drink on someone to get them to move. Okay. Moving on from that. <laughs> Put on your shocked faces, everybody. I never saw this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's on TV constantly. Do you know? I had I to pay it. to watch this movie. <laughs> we have it on DVD. It's not on Netflix, and I was on vacation, so I didn't have the way we usually watch movies, so I had to pay to rent it on Amazon. <laughs> Wow. So wow. I could watch it while I was on vacation. So <laughs> we're gonna, we'll reimburse you with petty cash. No, no, we're going to put a pin in it and see if Carly thinks it was worth it when it we was get to the end. whole dollars. <laughs> wow. Actually, my blood. I didn't watch it in high def. I think it was only $2. because <laughs> You should have spent that extra dollar for high def. No, you should for a movie. It's a totally different experience. They had 3D. <laughs> I honestly, I knew that it was a, a, a female action team, but I... <laughs> You are familiar with the Charlie's Angels genre, like it was a yeah, TV show. Yeah, I the never 70s. have seen an episode of the TV show though. So I've, I've, I saw previews for the movie, but I never. Bad acting, it. hot I women. I didn't really know, but I'm not a huge like Cameron Diaz fan, and I'm not a big, you know, like I'm not a huge fan of any of these women. So I wasn't really sure. <laughs> I'm a fan of women actors, just like not these three. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Got the feminist so, points. I was like, all right, let's do it, uh, Tony. Tony. Take us home. Um, let's see. Have you seen this? I seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this in the theater. Wow. And, yeah. And uh well I'm I'm a Mick G fan. I mean I know he's he's kind of like a sort of getting a Michael Bay following where some stuff he does is cool and some stuff he does is terrible. Shite. The word you look for is shite. Um I, I really liked Supernatural, the first half of it, so I'm a fan. And I didn't hate Terminator. Um, Salvation. Mm-hmm. I and didn't hate that movie either. The ending was. Terrible, I didn't think it was bad, but the beginning I liked. Yeah. But either way, this movie, um, I own it, and you know, every couple of years I'll pop it in just to enjoy it. You know, it, you, it's like you said about Monster Squad. You turn your brain off and just watch it. You know, it's kind of a. It's almost. It's almost a um, nostalgia time thing because of it's. It's so two thousand. You know? it, yeah, it is so two thousand. Matrix stuff and all that yeah. shit. So there's a point where they flash to like I think it is Cameron Diaz's cell phone and it says Nokia on it and yeah. it just like oh, that made they, me laugh. They all have those cell phones and I had one in 2000. It was just like that. It wasn't quite the brick, but yeah. it wasn't far off looking at it now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because immediately we see um, oh cool Jay. There's like five jumps to our other movies like in the first ten minutes of the movie, but. Yeah, and I'm sure she'll get to that. Did he tell us in this movie that his life that his life was like a shark's fin? I didn't or, hear it. Or his head was like <laughs> a shark. No, because it wasn't really LL Cool J. It was spoiler. Alert. Well, why don't you get into the movie? Because that's the I first think thing you that mean happens. Crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I do mean crazy bitch. Oh. All right. So speaking of crazy bitches, we zi- we open up, and we have the. Is it Columbia Pictures? I don't know. Really? You're, 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 you you're skip that part. Or Universal? The Look, lady I wrote, with the torch? I wrote Columbia. That's, oh, it is oh, Columbia. Columbia. All right. I knew that I would you were going to talk down. about this. I was going to do Because I know you like I know when they go I do. I love that. So you get, the, you get the Columbia 
logo of the lady with the torch. All right, yeah, skip that part. Keep going. This... If you derail me, this will take forever. <laughs> I know, but you're like, let's you're, focus on the, the color of the font no, here. This no. is important. It's because it has one of those cool movie openings where in the uh, in the um, logo, we start the movie because it zooms in on the clouds and we zoom into an airplane and that's our first opening sequence. She loves it when they do that. Where we're on an airplane and we're kind of walking like through the Waterworld. airplane looking mm-hmm. at all your... Yes, like yes. Waterworld. And Drew Barrymore's peeing off the side of the plane. Or like in the DreamWorks <laughs> movies when the kid is fishing off the moon and you go into mm-hmm. the thing. It's cool. So we go through the plane and we get a little snapshot of all the different people on the plane. And we go to zoom in on a bathroom and out of the bathroom comes this black man in a dashiki. You skipped the part where the two white people were going into the bathroom. I don't care about the people. In the- <laughs> but I don't care about that. No mile high cl- Okay. Are you trying to make this take three hours? <laughs> All okay. Right. So we don't know who this black man is. But we yeah, we do. It's a little cool J. We just don't know yet. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Um, when you have this hat, I'll look like a shark. So, uh, <sighs> so he goes, he walks through the plane, and then he tries to get into, goes to get into first class, and the steward gives him shit, and he's like, that's for first class only, and he whips out his ticket, and he's like, you mean this? Well, he's a little bit racist that, you know, yeah, no, he's a black man can be in first class. Because it was 2000. And it wasn't no. okay in 2000 either. <laughs> it's never okay no matter what era, but it, those kind of jokes are, were funny in 1800s might be all right. It's never okay. <laughs> there were no planes. <laughs> oh, um, so that he goes and he sits down next to this gentleman who... Is creepy. Clearly a bad guy. He's got your schlubby, white guy, crazy con air hair. And, um... He got the whole world in they his do hands. This, Code phrase. So, do we? Are we pretty much assuming that they asked Steve Buscemi to do that part, and he was like, "Nah." He's yeah, like, probably. <laughs> He's like, "I just did that." Because <laughs> he looks like. Just cast Steve Buscemi. No, I <laughs> yeah. think that their casting director or whoever saw Conair and thought, "You know what? We need Steve Buscemi with um, Nicholas Cage's wig," because that's what we yeah, got. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so they do this. You know, secret handshake. Um, uh, what is it? Birds, Birds are Birds hard. can't fly this high. Yeah, but what is that called when you Spy do a, code? I don't know. When you do a recognition phrase, I don't know. What Challenge. But so they do these phrases, and they and he's like, "Let me see the di- diamonds." And so LL Cool J pulls out this handful of diamonds. Dice. And he's. He's like, where's the bomb? And the guy ends up his jacket and is like, I am the bomb. And there's like 50 seconds yeah. on the bomb. There's like, it's like 60 seconds is Which the countdown. And it's counting <laughs> and down. I was very confused. Yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't quite understand. Giant plot hole. What the hell are they going to do? Blow up the plane what and keep the diamonds? What if he didn't the diamonds? The diamonds? I don't know. <laughs> What was he going to turn the bomb? What was that guy going to do? He didn't seem like he was ready to jump off that The only thought that I have is that the guy was going to turn the bomb off when he got the diamonds. I don't know. Let's go with that, because otherwise it's a big, giant plot hole, and your movie doesn't make sense. Well, we kind of came to the same conclusion that maybe he was going to turn it off. I don't feel like it is a plot hole, because Oh, good. Let's talk about this for a long time. Because I feel it's important (laughs) that it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because in this universe, this isn't reality. This is an alternate universe, an alternate well, reality. Well, slap my face and call me Jaja. That can't be true. I thought this was a documentary. It's definitely not a documentary. This is a sci-fi fantasy movie. 
This is a different reality. So it doesn't matter what would have happened because the whole point of this sequence is to show how awesome Charlie's Angels are. So it doesn't matter. Okay. It's a MacGuffin. Okay. It's a Maltese Falcon. It makes no sense. So Mm -hmm. he goes, oh, good. It's an infinity gem. And he grabs him. And he goes out the emergency exit. He just opens it, and they jump out of the plane. But what would have happened to the rest of the plane when the door opened? Depressurized, they would have crashed. Who knows? But it doesn't matter because the whole point of this sequence is to show how awesome Charlie's Angels are. Because then, for no reason at all, (laughs) somebody jumps out of another airplane, and it's Lucy Liu, of course. Whatever. It still was a helicopter. Method of flying through the (laughs) sky that isn't Superman. A flying saucer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a UFO. A UFO. A UFO. She jumps out of a UFO and comes down to where LL Cool J and Con Air Dude are falling to earth. (laughs) And Lucy Liu... We will get through the first four minutes of this movie, I promise (laughs) She doesn't defuse the bomb. She just, like, takes it off him and throws it. Mm-hmm. And then it instantly explodes. Well, and it had to admit it on it. I and know. It was no, I got it. When it took longer than a minute for her to get there, but whatever. I have theories about this. So then... <laughs> this podcast is going to take four hours. We're sorry. <laughs> no. So then <laughs> she... So they're all falling. She grabs him, and she pulls her... Um, Ripcord. Ripcord her parachute, <laughs> and then we see LL Cool J pulls out a parachute out of nowhere, and then they come and they land on a speedboat being Which driven. Is a fantastical feat that they have yeah. just undertaken. Well, they're that damn good. Their really math, are. their math is so good. They have gotten all these trajectories down to the second, so they all land in this speedboat. Yeah, that word. And then we get the. You crazy bastard, what are you trying to do? And she's like, and Ella Cool J says, I think you mean crazy bitch, and pulls off his face, and oh no, he's Drew Barrymore. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ella Cool J's in this. I oh. thought maybe he just worked with them on occasion and helped him out. That would have been cool. And I love Ella Cool J. Yeah, that would have been cool. I was so excited when he was in the movie, and then it was Drew Barrymore, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I think this episode we're going to wish we had watched Carly's version of the movie. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, then we drop in some angels music. Been in the whole thing. <laughs> and all the people on the plane lived. <laughs> we drop in some angels music. <laughs> they all retired. <laughs> Two weeks left. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> we drop in the angels music. We get a narration by Charlie, and he introduces us to his angels in a montage. And we find out about Natalie Dillon and Natalie Cook, who's played by Cameron Diaz, who apparently was super smart and nerdy. Then we get Drew Barrymore, or Dylan Saunders, played by Drew Barrymore, who was a rebel. A rebel. And And also she's beautiful. Can we talk about the fact that she's smoking in the bathroom and flips off the camera in the bathroom, the high school girls' bathroom? Yeah, but See, why was there a camera in the bathroom? In this universe, it's okay to have a, have a camera in the bathroom. This is another reason to show that this we is don't an know alternate a, reality. We don't know what it was. It could have been a detention home. It could have been a you lot still of can't have cameras in the it bathroom. It doesn't matter. We know it. this is but another know. point to say that this is an alternate reality. Because in all reality in the United States, that would never be okay. But obviously, this is in the communist United States in the other alternate reality. Where Drew Barrymore is a superstar. A superhero. Sorry, superhero. And then we get Alex Monday, played by Lucy Liu, who is super rich and accomplished, I guess. I guess... Can't bake to save her ass. All right. So we go through our montage, we meet our ladies, and we're 
and we kind of get a idea of what they are, that they're private investigators and, investigators, and they go on super secret Mission Impossible missions. Mm-hmm. Everything's an 11 in this movie. <laughs> so mm. then we flash to our first, we get in the movie. We have Dylan waking up on the Chad's boat. Wait a minute, did you say she woke up? Yes. So she was asleep. With that water dripping on it. Yeah. Did you say she was asleep? So, yes. Okay, so when she's asleep, oh, let me tell you, it's a good time to remind you. <laughs> If she's asleep, that means no. Also, don't get past that drunk. If he's asleep, that means no. If he's asleep, that also means no. Everybody, if they're asleep, that means no. <laughs> That's your public service now. I just want to, just random thought. But, but another may, weird thing you may proceed that what I mean. wouldn't happen for me in this world. I'm not sleeping while water is dripping on my legs. I know, I would have woke up. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep anywhere near Tom Green. <laughs> but Tom Green, who's playing the Chad... And we mentioned this in our Guardians of the Galaxy podcast when they brought the Brandy song up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point. And, uh, they used it better in that movie. Incorrect. Really? Um, <laughs> incorrect. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Okay, sure. But so she, we get a flash of her waking up on Chad's boat and getting a phone call, having to go into the office, and he's like... Don't leave Starfish. And she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, is it the Chad? And she said, it might have been the Chad. Well, first he said, is it the boat? Is it the food? She says, no, it's not the boat. No, it's is not it the, the eggs? No, it's not, not the eggs. eggs. Is, is it, it the, the Chad? Chad? It, it might, might be, be the Chad. And then he drops his stuff in the water. He's like, it's the Chad. And then he falls. And in. he does. And this <laughs> is the most likable Tom Green ever is in his career. You didn't like the Bum Bum song? Oh, Jesus. No. Don't, no, never. Besides oh. this, the only time I liked him was when he'd get one of his testicles cut off. Over at his house burnt down? Well, that was funny. Hey, it's important to talk about testicular So Drew Barrymore and Tom Green got married and then burnt their own house down. It happens. So then we flash to the next scene. <laughs> like you do. It was the Chad. <laughs> so then we flash to the next scene, and this movie's going to kill Tony because oh, it's, it's flash, flash, flash every 15 seconds. And we get this dance sequence. Natalie is getting her groove on. Was she asleep? Yes. Did you mention sleep? Oh, right, so if she's oh my goodness. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. And it turns out to be a dream, and she wakes up, and she's super peppy and dancing around her house, and... Goes to get underwear. the FedEx. She dreams about she dreams about being a, a talented dancer because in real life I guess she's clumsy. Yes. She's clumsy well, here's the thing. She's clumsy and awkward. When, when you she's brought not up fighting. the dance sequence in the yeah, they won an award for this dance sequence. What's well, good? It was funny though because I've taken dance lessons and I've liked to watch dance competitions. And while I was watching it, I was like, I hope they're not saying that this is her job because she's the only woman out there. And she's not very good. <laughs> It was an enjoyable montage of 70s And then I was dance. glad it was a dream. <laughs> well, it was very 70s, I thought, yeah. I agree. Then we flash to Alex and her boyfriend, Jason, played You missed by the part where you say that uh, we were Drew Barrymore, not Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz says, oh, if you need anything, just put it in my slot. And the guy's like, <laughs> and gets all goggly. I wasn't going to talk about that. I'm because, you know, that's what every guy does. movie in more than six hours. Oh, let's spend 10 minutes element, on the opening theme. <laughs> that's important because that shows you what their skill set is. As Mom in and Dad awesome. fighting again. <laughs> okay. So we got in Cameron Diaz's slot. And we come in. <laughs> and now we're going to <laughs> Joey. Alex and her boyfriend, Jason, played by Matt LeBlanc. Everybody's favorite, Joey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, baby. How you doing? He's practicing his lines because he's some kind of actor and she's baking muffins. And then she gets a call and she's got to go into work. And he makes some crack about her 
being a bikini waxer because I guess that's her fake cover story. And then we flash to them hanging out at the office, and Lucy and Alex gives Nat and Dylan muffins and says, "I made blueberry muffins." And we get this. And they look worried. They look scared. <laughs> She's apparently not a very good cook. And Dylan throws her muffin at Nat and hits her in the chest, and that shit looks like it hurts. And then Nat throws her muffin back, and it gets embedded in the wall. And what the fuck are these muffins? There's made? a door. They're Chinese fighting muffins. And Bosley comes in and says, "What is this?" And the great Bill Murray. Very great. And he says, "What is this?" And they say, "Chinese fight muffins." And Lucy Lou gets all pissed off and is like, "They're blueberry." They're not fighting. They're blueberry muffins. You should like them because you meet them. So they all have says, amazing it's not talents. A, joke. a friend of mine got hit with a muffin, and they sent him home in four bags. So they all have amazing talents, but they have one flaw: where Cameron's uh, clumsy and awkward, and uh, what's her name? Lucy can't Luke cook. can't cook, and, and I guess Natalie's a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. I kind of got that it was uh, bad with men. Bad with yeah. yeah. Bad with relationships. Makes poor choices. Daddy yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. She's got, okay. she's got issues. Moving on. So they're they have they spout a bunch of uh, nonsense. Looks like Bill Murray is. Uh, 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 You're having a hard time here. I am. I'm having a really hard time, and you guys keep distracting me, and it's going to take forever. <laughs> you need to focus and push Improv-ing. through that. <laughs> Sorry. And then they get a call from Charlie, and then they get their assignment, where they find out that Eric Knox, this software developer, has been kidnapped, and his high-tech software has been stolen, and they've been hired by Vivian Wood, his the president of his company and his... I don't know, partner, mm-hmm. and to find him back. Oh, well, she did it. And then and she they walks learn, in the door. <laughs> she walks in the door. And um, she's played by... Doesn't matter. Maybe it matters Kelly Lynch. From Roadhouse. It matters to Tony. And they, she was the doctor. <laughs> she quickly said, they ask if he has any enemies, and... She says that his biggest enemy is Roger Corwin, so they're like, oh, that's the dude, that's our possible suspect. So they decide that they're going to do some recon. By the way, they're shitty detectives. Yes, but in this universe, they're special and super-powered. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? How'd that work out for him? Was he, was he the bad guy? Okay, sorry. Let's get Are you going to let me do this or not? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to do this now. You have to do this. It's your turn. Like, I actually don't want to do this I'm now. sorry. Go ahead. So, they decide to do some recon. So, apparently, Roger Corwin, played by the wonderful Tim Curry. Awesome. Uh, likes to get massages. The weirdest massages I've ever seen. So yeah, let's do the really time warp again. Or is that an alternate universe thing? The foot massage thing? The, the massage run and jump on him? <laughs> Why did she yell bonsai like that? <laughs> yeah, it was a little... Was a little uh, I don't know. Okay, offensive. so... Yes. <laughs> but apparently it's an Asian massage parlor of some sort. Yeah, it wasn't like the rub and tug. <laughs> but he the walking on their back thing, I'm pretty sure that oh, is Oh, I know that's thing. a thing, but she ran and jumped on yeah, him. And I was she like, started Whoa. sticking her foot on his face. Like, yeah, she had her all over his face. It's, it an, was it's really an 11 thing. Maybe yeah, it's a fetish thing. 11, so. It's very, but she may- maybe in this reality that's a normal massage. <laughs> <laughs> but she puts him out with her special super secret 
She's pressure like, you, point foot maneuver. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm gonna have to go ahead and throw the flag on that one. And then it's she, an alternate universe. You never know. Ah, okay. They have different physiologies. They You're could. right. You're right. Maybe she has two extra bones in her foot. <laughs> the humans in this world have two extra bones in their foot, which allow them to put on the Vulcan neck pinch. It's very possible. Nice way positive. to explain that one. And logical. That is very logical. You know what? I didn't go Vulcan. That's my problem. (laughs) I tell you. You gotta go Vulcan. You can darn up any hole in this sweater by saying this is an alternate universe. This is fantasy. (laughs) And just say it's Vulcan. That's why. And I can't argue that because I don't know what that means. That's why if you just want a nice... I know Spock, but shit. That's the thing about this movie is everybody kind of looks at it as as an action adventure, like kind of a a ladies' Mission Impossible type of thing, but then it falls apart because there's plot holes everywhere. But if you look at it as a science fiction fantasy movie, those plot holes don't matter because no. it can be explained away by alternate realities and shit and a lack of real gravity. Now let me raise the flag here because and on Mission Impossible right you have up. to do that too. Well, we yeah, just but watched, it's way more realistic. No, it's more not. Fantastic. It's we, not. We just watched a movie where a bunch of seven-year-olds killed Dracula, so I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> partially vulnerable. You know what? I have no problem with that. Girls. This, this movie has lots of whimsy. And whimsy equals fantasy. Okay, whimsy, go. But so right. they so steal ahead, his whimsy. locker key, and apparently this is a three-person job. Well, they make, no, 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 they no, make no, a duplicate no, of no, it. No, no, no. Well, they steal his lo- his his massage locker key, yeah, and then right. they break into his locker. And copy make his palm pilot. They he's got a palm pilot. That's, That's so two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> they make a copy of his car key, and they go through all his stuff and get Also, I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning <laughs> yeah. Japanese. I and there's really some so. really interesting costumes all throughout this movie, but mm-hmm. they're yeah. like Lucy Liu says the Asian masseuse makes sense, but I don't know why Cameron and Drew are. Dressed up. It's I don't nowadays, know why they had to little, dress up that like gay yeah. girls. It's, it's a so little weird. culturally insensitive. Now. It is nowadays. Nowadays, this is like twenty years. Nobody cared. This movie's damn near twenty years Almost, old. Let's yeah. let it go. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in this reality, it's when not this came out, it was there. <laughs> this came out, it was okay. It wasn't, but no. you know, they were girls, so it was okay. In Still this alive. reality, so then they we flash to the next scene, which is them in the car. Mm-hmm. They've been running, I, we have no idea what day it is. I assume it's the same day, but they've miraculously changed clothes. Yeah, you, you just make up and. And with her poor tires that she has to get new ones, like, every week. She yeah. Yeah. Or tires are invulnerable in this reality. <laughs> <laughs> Those are Vulcan tires? <laughs> Vulcanized rubber? <laughs> so just go with it. That's good. Oh. So they're, getting, they're going to get burgers at a course, the takeout thing. You can't understand them, so Lucy Liu uses her... Fantastic. No, it was Lucy Liu leans over Drew Barrymore, so all we can see is her butt while she finishes, while she fixes the. Um, she biscuit. With her chewing gum. With her chewing gum. Yeah, um, that's not how that works. Is this, this reality? This movie tells work. you at it's the same time. Uh, <laughs> there's a weird. It's a pretty, pretty interesting reality. <laughs> but there's a, <laughs> there's a very strange thread through this movie that tells you that these women are super awesome and can do everything, but also are just there to be looked at. And mm-hmm. also, all the men are bumbling idiots. Yes. That's true. I want you to think about that. I don't for know if that's now. really much different from our reality. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Who created the it electricity? Was a joke, John. Insane. <laughs> <But, laughs> so they're looking while they're now at, I'm all spun up. <laughs> now it's on. Now time Uh-oh. to start pulling a thread. In the drive-through, Natalie uses. We're still her, on that. <laughs> yes. Uses her awesome computer skills to. Computer skills. Okay, that's not what that is. 
to clean up the surveillance footage mm. and find a, a mirror reflection and clean it up and get oh, the I shot of the creepy thin man. Uh, Natalie found, is Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I got so confused. I just, I, you're right. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry about that. But I wanted to talk about how she found it, this blurry-ass like image. This is recorded for all posterity. <laughs> <laughs> posterity. Shut up. <laughs> but also, this when, when you, is when just you make right. a clip out of it, just <laughs> clip that <laughs> Go ahead. Whoa. Is it hot in here? Or is it just, yeah. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. 32 right. minutes. So now, all right, all right. Let's stop so now we have the creepy thin man. So now we know our kidnapper was the creepy thin man. Who, who is awesome? Crispin Glover. I love him. He's fantastic. Yes. Who Biff, the, I don't remember his name, but the guy who played Biff in Back to Future said he was the weirdest guy he's ever met. Well, if you've like ever seen him in any interviews, he is the weirdest guy ever. He plays some creepy characters over the years, and he's but he plays this like a fucking so boss. Good. Perfect in this movie. <laughs> like he's a fucking boss in this. Like, so spoiler, favorite character. They decide <laughs> they need to do more recon on Corwin, so they're going. They since they check his date book because and they, his they decide they're going <laughs> to crash his party. So they go to the party, and Bosley is. The great Bill Murray. Undercover as John David Rage, a awesome. self-help guru. <laughs> yes, he which is. is. They, they have the back teeth molar uh, microphone. Molar mic, yeah. yeah. Which was invented by Demi Moore in the next movie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool how he clearly doesn't usually have to go in with them because he was really like, Oh, and you can't see me, but holding his mouth open Probably's weirdly. Mouth. Like, make sure yeah. you talk into my mouth. Bill <laughs> amazing in this movie. He's, the, he's, he's some really amazed balls, comic, if you yeah. will. Amazed balls. Great but the ladies go circulate while JD, or Bosley, goes and makes nice with Corwin. And, uh, Gives them the blue wet, blue fish. They do a little pissing contests back and forth. They yeah. wave their penises at each other, where metaphorically Cor- speaking. Where Corwin want, has him tried. Pufferfish, blowfish, blowfish, and one in sixty is fatal. Man. And he eats it, and he's like, tastes like chicken. That would go well with broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> then we get man some laughs at death. Some funny man woman interaction where there's this dude that hits on Lucy Liu, and she's like, no, 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 no. I thought it was funny, just the way I she did funny. that. That poor guy was trying his best, and she <laughs> was being upfront and honest. How she didn't want none of his shit. She wasn't <laughs> pretending to like him. She has a boyfriend, and she's on the clock. I appreciate that. I, you know what? And she's dating Joey. I changed my mind. I appreciate that, ladies. If you don't like a guy, just tell him no. Piss off. He'll get mad about it. I guarantee it. That's not her problem. Yeah. She was honest about how she was not interested in and, what he was. And giving. he was persistent. You know what? I changed my opinion. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy with anybody else who looks like that guy. And Damn. honestly, in an alternate reality, he kept trying and then he just left. But in our reality, they usually turn on you and start calling you bad names. <laughs> That's right. And he's the asshole. So, in the alternate reality, guys maybe are a little nicer. <laughs> and I would so they're like... nice and dumb. <laughs> and uh, so then Natalie meets a cute bartender... Played um, by Luke Wilson. Excuse me, call him by his proper name, The Godfather. <laughs> played by The Godfather, Luke Wilson. Yes, you Pete. Old school. Pete. You're my boy, Blue. 
Hey, the tank. We got to do that movie. You looked at Tony like Tony wouldn't know what that was a reference to when really you needed to look at Carly because <laughs> she has Carly. no idea Legit. what you're talking about. I know that no. Carly has no idea what I'm talking about. I was looking I at was Tony like, because he was the only father. one that I knew had seen that movie. But <laughs> they have some of the worst flirting ever. Where, and then she's given some advice over the, the, over the um, molar mic. Molar mic. Mm-hmm. And which results in the cosmic hair flip, which gets him to ask her out on a date. You know what? That's the thing. Because if you're talking to a girl and then she flips her hair, you're like, she's into me. Yep. I don't know how you do a sexy hair flip, and I'm a girl. Show me. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it one time for the... Oh, that's the one. I don't... I I couldn't look. She's That's the the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. I didn't want to be dragged down that dark path. Don't go down that temptation. It'll just... It'll... it'll, it'll, Carly, I'm not looking at you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. One time. Hurry up. One time. Hit it. I need my <laughs> urges sated. <laughs> Thirty-six minutes, folks. All right. If you don't get it together, we're gonna have to skip your movie. Flash the next scene at the party. You're gonna need to stop doing that voice. Or at least turn the robot. Oh God. You're gonna need to use a different voice. Folks, I hope you're having as much fun as we are here. Yeah. Uh, we hope you're drinking while you're listening to our podcast. Oh God, I'm this sorry. portion of the podcast brought to you by vodka. Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, went ultrasonic. So we So Dirty Bits Podcast, folks. Give it a listen. <laughs> Pinnacle vodka. Try it. Pinnacle vodka, ladies and gentlemen. How could you shut up? You're the one crying. We're trying to fill the dead air. <laughs> JD and Corwin. You're not helping. Are sumo fighting. Which is also a little bit (laughs) racist. Have you ever tried one of those suits? No, I kind of wanted to. I have tried those. I was at at this place. It was called Mustard's Last Stand when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he had these suits in the back. (laughs) So we're all like, yep. Yeah. And we put them on. There may have been some, you know, alternative motives. But I put one of these things on. And let me tell you, standing up is a bitch. Moving is a bitch. (laughs) When you hit another person... Big time problem. <laughs> Look like it. it looks funny. So you, everything you have, you stay. Those up. were really a thing back then. They, they had them at my all night grad party when yeah. I graduated from high school. Did you put one on? No. <laughs> you should have. They're a lot I'm of fun. Sorry. And when you fall down, you can't get. It's like oh, I fall and I can't get up. I believe it. All right, so they do some sumo fighting, and this knocks out his molar mic. Well, at, then, at, like it would. Then Alex spots the creepy thin man smoking. Crispin Glover. There's a lot, a lot of um, smoking in this movie. Yeah, well, there is. By Remember, bad guys. The bad guys smoke. All the bad well, guys. at this time, you only Arabs smoked. That's Russians, yeah. Arabs, and villains. That's it. Only people smoked were Russians, Arabs, and villains. They're called villains. But in the opening sequence, when she was a bad girl. Bad guy. Yeah. But she not now. Smoke now. But she still well, has her trusty still lighter. Trusty lighter yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. but we'll get we never that. see her smoke. I haven't smoked in like six years, but I still have. Lighters. It's been a lot longer than you that. Carry actually. lighter with you all the time. I remember when I was so in my car. smoking. It hasn't been specifically. A lot you were supposed to quit smoking like nine years ago. So tell me about this six years thing. <laughs> <laughs> quit do the hair flip. Nine years. Do the hair flip. Whoa! 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 Is it over? It is. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna need you to leave for a while. So she decides to smoke. I need about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she follows... Stop flipping your hair, Crispin. She follows Crispin. Tony switched seats with her. And he gets down a secret elevator, and then at this point, the other ladies have caught up with her, and they're like, why do they always run? And they go down the stairs, and they make a quick wardrobe change when they run down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Where... And they pretend you don't notice. (laughs) Where did... 
Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore get jackets. Because they were wearing well, evening gowns, and all of a sudden they're wearing jackets. Now, you can yeah. have pants on under there, but where like were you Cameron hiding Like Cameron Diaz's thing makes sense, because she just jacket. carries with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's the very, same thing. You know what I thought? Hurry up, let's get that this That they're thing like done. Batman? <laughs> no, no. It's an alternate universe. Well, see, they you're They out of their bag of holding. They you're not up. thinking <laughs> like... <laughs> pocket Elaine, look at me in the eyeball. You're not thinking like a Vulcan. <laughs> Start Their thinking like a Vulcan. Live long and prosper. We're bags of holding. They have everything <laughs> they need in there. It's like, it's like Deadpool's bag I of ammo. we're onto something here. We figured out this. We've cracked the case. <laughs> All right. So now we have a cool alley fight. And I'm going to do, much like Wham. my beloved wrestling podcast, yes. Finger Poke of Doom. Doesn't exist. Rest I'm, in peace. It's over, but rest in peace. I'm going to do a play-by-play. Oh, Jesus. Death, death pod check. So, death pod check. <laughs> oh, I need to go get The thin drink. man turns around, fires a gun at them. They dodge a bunch of bullets, Matrix style. Then, the thin man cartwheels through a gap which in a fence. Which cool. is fantastic. <laughs> then, they do a cheerleader move. Which, real quick, I'm sorry. Why can't Cameron Diaz do a win? She's thinner than the thin man. <laughs> Why can't she cartwheel know. through it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think she'd be able to walk sideways. Yeah. Like <laughs> because they do a cool cheerleader move where they, they flip her over the gate and where cool. she grabs on a convenient ribbon mm-hmm. and does some ribbon fighting. Where it's always just ribbons hanging. You don't know how to do it that? In this universe, maybe they're all. Oh, that's right. I forgot. New universe. <laughs> then it's we a flash movie. to uh, Lucy and Drew climb up the fence as if they're vampires. <laughs> Because they use no handholds or foot Vampires holds. have climbing fence abilities? No, but like in a movie, you see them like climbing walls. The super yes. speed. Yes. Do. Yeah. Okay, now we have lots of jumping and kicking. Ooh, we're doing Queen of the Damned. Including, <laughs> like, including <laughs> this huge, like, like one of those from Space Jam where Michael Jordan jumps across the whole thing yeah. and stretches out. We get a couple of those jumps. Which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, it's stupid, but I really liked when Cameron does that little yeah. fly thing. I thought the, it was the, the bad wire work. Yeah. yeah but this cool. goes to show that this is definitely not a re- our reality. It's a different one where gravity works much different. These girls. If you have girl power, are, you can fly. Girl girls, power. Tell me what you are, want, what you really, really want. These girls are nigh invulnerable and can um, alternate their density. That's, that's the way true. I, yep. I look at it. Yep. Wow, that's interesting. This is some impressive so if you powers. can alternate their density, why wouldn't they just group the So defense? the thin man who think? has this really sweet to show off cane sword. Skills. Nice. <laughs> the thin man who has a really sweet cane sword because yes, he's he a bad guy and this is a signature well, weapon. Every alley uses you have it. That. Um, it, like, it gets, he's fighting him off with the sword and then they pull it out of his arms and then he grabs a giant chunk of Dylan's hair and, smells it. and smells creepily it. smells it. That's awful. It's real gross. But yeah, Crispin Glover makes it look cool. Yes. But then he runs away and he goes into, like, I'm not even sure if he goes in a building or an alley or storm drain. It's all kinds of weird things. Like a cement storm drain building. We're going to say Ninja Vanish. <laughs> Ninja Vanish. Mm-hmm. He goes into a room that has, like, four doors. And they check all these doors. And one of them's locked, and they open the door, and then, oh no, it's Knox. So they have found it. man is Played gone. by who? The great Sam Rockwell. You the forgot great. to mention that earlier. The great. Well, this we is haven't met him yet. This is very me. Well, you mentioned, well, you talked about him earlier. I talked about him, but we hadn't met him yet. And well, now, now we let's meet talk him, about him. And it's Sam Rockwell. The great Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Now, if you want to see a movie with Sam Rockwell and Drew Barrymore, I recommend. Um, um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, but we'll get to that. You definitely should watch Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I recommend Mind. Mr. Right. Ooh, good one. That was a good nice movie. Nice pull. Nice pull. I just really like Sam. And Iron Man 2. 
He's great in Iron Man 2. He's great in Iron Man 2. He has a dance scene in that, too. Yes. I love it when he dances. It's my favorite thing. He's a good dancer. He's a great dancer. He's a great actor. He's very underutilized, and I think that very. he needs to... They need to put him in more stuff. Well, he should come back in the Marvel Universe. We'd love to have him. <laughs> he just needs to be in more movies. I watch him all the time. Well, he's not dead, so he can't come back. <laughs> he has, like... He does this very... He does menace well, which is really strange because he doesn't seem like he's a very menacing guy. But when he plays a bad guy, he has a he does really good like menacing. And bad he also guy. plays bumbling idiot very well, which he does in plays both roles in this movie. Yes, he does. All right, so they're back at the office where we um, find we we found Knox, but his software's still missing. And they talk about what they would do with his software, and if you combined it with Corwin's. Red Star satellites, then you could do this audio DNA, which makes disguising your voice impossible, which is another convoluted thing that's not real. You know what I thought of when they put all this together? I'm like, isn't that what the iPhone can do? <laughs> like, well, literally. I'm like, can't you do that with the iPhone? Probably. <laughs> well, it links voice recognition software with satellites. You can find so anybody in the world, much like the, the Batman... Com no, it's like the Batman computer in um, no, Dark Knight. That was different. They that was more like sonar, like a bat, which yeah, was but, cooler because it's Batman. But it's doing the like same thing. Like a submarine, thing. Mr. Wayne. But like it's <laughs> but it's doing the same thing. It's finding anybody while listening into while listening to their voice. You can listen to their voice and then locate them via satellite. So it does the same thing. Yeah, it's I'm not you. as cool as bat echo location. It's a roundabout way of GPS for people. Yeah. Also, the iPhone can do that. So they just turn on the "Where's My iPhone" app. They'd have no problem. So <laughs> they the year two thousand. That wasn't a thing. I know. <laughs> but like this big explainer technology is like reality, the iPhone does that. <laughs> they haven't come up with that yet. Well, yeah. no. Steve Jobs hadn't got there yet. Like <laughs> Apple was worth like. Five bucks at this time, which you should have got on that. Man, I really wish I can go back in time. Yeah. And I would buy the lotto ticket, not Apple, but whatever. I, I bought Intel at six. That you're referencing, you've got mail. Also, great movie. I'm sure Carly would do that at some point because it's a great romantic. <laughs> I've actually, seen that one. Don't I was about to ask. All right, we'll get to that around um, Christmas time, shall it's we? It's definitely not underappreciated here because we love that movie. So, they decide that they need to do more surveillance on Corwin and that they need to get a camera on him. So, he's got plans to release his Red Star Racer, which is a, um, in what is it, Formula One car? Um, sure. We don't um, know much about racing. So <laughs> they go, it's not NASCAR. So they go back undercover as J.D. Rage, and he's got a race car, and Corwin's got a race car, and yeah. they're going to do a little race. Where do they get the race car? Those things are expensive. I don't know. Charlie has a lot of money. Really? <laughs> then why has he got this crappy detective agency? <laughs> But he's funding it all himself. They said they needed a car. He got them a car like that. I don't <laughs> know. Lickety split, if you will. <laughs> They're probably charging these people out the ass. Okay, well. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. Knox's partner, Vivian, is probably paying a lot of money. For yeah, this. but they're probably charging all their clients out the ass. Mm. All right, so then they go. We're at the racetrack. All the ladies are dressed up like mechanics as part of the pit crew. And, and their boobs are hanging out. Not all their boobs are hanging out. Dylan's just boobs are all out for everybody to see. Well, she's got the just best Drew Barrymore's. Well, Cameron Diaz, let's be honest, doesn't have the best cleavage in the world. Let's talk about them. Really, in it's time for tit talk. Yay! <laughs> in this scene, I have to say Drew Barrymore is the best looking in her race car getup with that Farrah Fawcett hair. Yeah. Because Charlie's Angels, and she oh, actually yeah. has boobs, a body shape. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know Cameron Diaz has no butt. <laughs> Cameron Diaz has no boobs. So Cameron Diaz rocking. is a funny looking girl. She's rocking that. She seems suit. like a very nice lady. We'd love to have her on the podcast. Lucy Lou is beautiful. Lucy Lou, I'm not into Asian chicks. I know you're and not. That's not a, and when I say She's chick, beautiful. I mean that with love, baby. <laughs> I'm just an old soul. But I'm, they don't really toot my horn. I don't really feel like you should have said that out loud. I didn't that. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful you, lady. They I'm just all not have into to play to their assets and their strengths, and but, Drew has the boots. Yeah. <laughs> but really, and Drew is Drew is one of those people that when she's made up, looks very beautiful, but when she's not, she looks kind of just like everybody else. See, yes. my problem is but I don't here, find her attractive because of how she acts. She looks like they did a good job. She looks gorgeous here. And The problem with her is I don't care how she's beautiful got her, you are on the outside. I don't like her, you know, some of her, the way she acts, this doesn't, it's like, that's not attractive. Well, in this She's movie... <laughs> it's not that. In, well, no, in this movie I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, <laughs> she's not trying to attract you. She's only trying to attract, attract Eric. everybody she sees. When it's convenient. Like when she gets in the car and, oh, it's hot in here. Uh, she's playing a role there. It's convenient. That she wouldn't needs... have worked on me. I'd be like, bitch, get out of my car. <laughs> she says, it's hot out there. Ooh, it's hot in here, too. And she doesn't. She licks the steering wheel. That's gross. That would be flirting that involves her licking the steering wheel. I did appreciate wheel. that after she got out, he wiped it off. Which... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like, yeah, bitch, get was... out. <laughs> but he seemed like he was about to let loose in his pants. Yeah. Yes. He was, uh, was going to toot on his horn. she was and... selling doesn't matter what she was doing. She was only doing it to distract him so that Lucy Lou could pop the trunk and put a camera on Corwin's briefcase. Which, why does he keep his briefcase in his trunk? Who knows? How do they know How we have Yes. It's a movie thing, though. It's not the only movie I've seen. I know. <laughs> Let's not start pulling threads. Yeah. I'm we're telling just, you, we can darn right up. Along. We're darning up that sweater with it's fantasy. It's fiction. <laughs> Quick, look down and read more notes. Oh. <laughs> but then Natalie spots the creepy thin man as the driver of Corwin's car, which oh. seems to them to confirm but that what Corwin... Is he doing? What is he doing when he spots her? He's smoking. He's sniffing her hair. Oh yeah, that's right. Dil yeah, he's still got Dylan's hair, and he's sniffing it. In my mind, he stayed in character and sniffed her hair all night long. <laughs> Strange. I don't know. Every time he sniffs the hair, it looks like he's about to pop his trunk. Whoa! Oh. So she toots his horn. Ooh. But so Natalie. But this seems to confirm that Corwin is the one that has stolen the software yeah. because here's creepy thin because man, thin which we know he kidnapped Knox. So he takes off in the Red Star Racer, so Natalie jumps in the Americana car. And Fuck yeah. They go around the track a couple times before... He decides to, to fucking leave. To the worst Aerosmith song ever. <laughs> that is probably the worst Aerosmith song ever. But. So then they, they leave the arena, and then they go out on streets, and then we end up on an empty bridge, chicken standoff style... Where they drive at each other, and then the creepy thin man drives off the bridge and is dead? No, no. Nay, nay. He's alive. Well, we don't know that yet, <laughs> but as he drives off the bridge, I'm thinking... He goes back to the future. Get some uh, fire starter. Okay. Twisted fire starter. So then we song. get... Okay. So now we're back at the office, and we have found out... Then he's going to smack out. his bitch up later. Yeah. Because we're spying on Corwin via his super secret briefcase camera, we have found out that in o the only place that the software could be is in their secure vault, so we break it down Mission Impossible style about how we're going to need a retinal scan and a fingerprint and how and there's, there's also a clean tunnel with cameras right. and then pressure points. And this is a total ripoff of Mission Impossible. I know. <laughs> I said break it down Mission Impossible style. 
<laughs> yeah, because I think they did this exact same scene, only um, Tom Cruise came through the top. So Vivian and Eric What's are like, there, that sounds super hard, and Natalie's like, oh, that sounds like fun. So then we go... Wow, you don't like her, do you? No, I just, that's how she said it. <laughs> okay. Stop distracting. <laughs> Focus. So All right. So, so then. then we go, so they need a fingerprint from director number one. So he's apparently out drinking at some belly dancing <laughs> club. I hate Very belly weird. dancing. Very where weird. they use the oldest movie cliche in the book and they steal his beer bottle to get his fingerprint. Well, that's a good way to do it. But fingerprints, when you overlap them a bunch of times, you get distorted, but whatever. But sometimes these scenes are just excuses for them to put on costumes as <laughs> director again, number two, who again, they need a retinal on. scan. Again, they go to this thing where all men are fucking bumbling idiots and like, oh, look, a girl's shaking her ass at you, so oh, I don't notice someone stealing my beer. He didn't steal his beer. She played a waitress removing his cup. This is actually makes complete sense. Except that Lucy Liu is just rolling around, and Cameron's just rolling around. But Dylan, or Drew Barrymore... Is kind of in, I want to say blackface, but I'm not saying blackface. <laughs> yeah, she's noticeably tan. She's very tan. And covers her face up when she takes yeah, the beer bottle, which, which really doesn't weird. make any sense because, because as a waitress, aren't. you would remove yeah. <laughs> his empty beer bottle. It was really weird, but. They yeah. make it seem complicated, but this is the only thing that actually makes sense that would work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, moving on. So then. Retinal scan. Guy number two, they need a retinal scan. Guess what? More guys being bumbling idiots because this girl. <laughs> this is really interesting, though. So he, they send a candy gram to his house, and it's some kind Lisa of playing like a Bavarian. Yeah, they're all I want to say German. Bavarian pocus candy gram or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know what language they're speaking or what they're saying. It sounds German. But they have a two. Bosley's playing the tuba, and they use the tuba up close in the guy's face to get the retinal scan. But he comes out of his house, and there's another dude in his house. Why is that? Who's that dude, and why is he there? Are you smelling a hint of, of homosexuality? Now see, I am. I was too. I'm like, so, but it doesn't make any sense because he's totally in, they're totally into yeah. watching the candy yeah. gram. I'm going to say no homosexuality on there because if they were, they'd be like, bitch, you but got it the doesn't wrong make address. Any exactly. sense. It doesn't make any sense for that other guy to be there just hanging out. That's obviously his husband. So what you're saying is a dude can't hang out with another dude at his house I thought maybe it was gay? his assistant or... Why is your assistant hanging out at your like, house Like, Tony hangs weekend? out here all the time. Does um, that make Tony gay? Well, does that make Tony your assistant? Okay. <laughs> but why does that have to be his assistant? Can't be just rando dude like, hey, they're having a hard, good time. They're having a couple brewskis. It's just weird. It's not it's weird. weird that it's they not would weird. <laughs> it's not weird at all. I'm so confused. <laughs> So what you're saying is when you go to brunch every week with your girlfriend, does that mean you guys are engaging in sexual congress? No. <laughs> then it's okay. All right, moving on. I'm just saying that it doesn't make it's any not sense weird. that this guy would be here because there's no reasoning for like it doesn't he doesn't they need don't to be here. That. It, it doesn't need to be explained. Rando dudes at your house. Like, I'm wondering if this is Mick G's friend because they're watching the no football game. But there's just no point for this character, so oh, I'm Christ. just wondering if this extra is somebody it, it, that the they know. The point of the guy was to say that they were at the wrong stuff. address because you're I trying to say that there was something wrong with the relationship, I'm and there's saying, not. My point was, I'm wondering if this guy is related to the director because they're like, hey, I'll put you in my movie. Hey, I'll just make up this thing because the point of this character doesn't make any sense because he can clearly see that it's the wrong fucking address. And says, and so what? <laughs> it was just curious because it was two of them. It should have been yeah. like four of them. Yes, it should have been four. four. Dudes. There should have been more people or just one. Maybe. <laughs> Moving on. See. So they get the retina scan from the tuba. 
So then Bill they, Murray's playing. So <laughs> then they need to get into the building. So Lucy Liu poses as an efficiency efficiency expert slash oh, I dominatrix. I hate this scene so much. Ooh, but they do play a heart Barracuda. Song, which I love heart, so <laughs> and what? <laughs> John just left the room, and um, we don't know where he went. And he's the one that controls whether this is paused or not. So we're gonna keep going. <laughs> so Cameron Diaz and um, Drew Barrymore are dressed up like men, which they make pretty good, not bad, bland yeah. white dudes. They were pretty good, not bad. Um, probably the best costume work in the whole movie, I think. <laughs> probably. But so she, po- so Lucy Lucy dominatrix, and she's. Supposed to be there to work on their their efficiency and pulls all the employees into a meeting where it's both uncom- weirdly sexual <laughs> and weirdly she does confrontational. like a dominatrix type yeah. thing. It's a bunch of programmers and she's trying to placate them. It's weirdly sexual, and my Melissa, note says Melissa McCarthy shows up. Yeah, it's I, weird. but my note says next week they're going to have to have a sexual harassment seminar. <laughs> because very possible. This is very very weird. But so she. Asks about what kind of ideas they have, and then she does the old little, you know, then she ends it with, who else has an idea like this man's Coke machine, because one guy wanted free Coke. And then she goes, tell me about it. And then she goes, or better yet, show me, in like a little girl voice, and does the hair twirl. So then they leave the room in a mob to take her through the whole building, and they use this as a distraction for Drew Barrymore and Cameron Mm -hmm. to break into the mainframe. Mm -hmm. So... They use their stolen fingerprints and their stolen eye scan to break in. She doesn't work at first. She has to adjust the contact contact Because that's going to make it work. work. (laughs) And then... Yes, we're breaking into the mainframe. Good, because I... So then she goes into the white room, and to get past the cameras, you would have to be invisible, so she's dressed all in white. But I have to tell you, the camera still saw her, so it doesn't make any sense. Well, because she looks at it. (laughs) I have a and question. There's a symbol on the door, and she blocks it when she presses there's the things. So it's I, clear that there's somebody in that room. I have a question. So they needed to have the fingerprints and the retinal scan to get into this room, so yes. the alarms to go off. Right. Um, once they're in, the alarms would turn off. I have another question. <laughs> if she's dressed all in white so that the cameras can't see her, but yet when she walks in the white room, she's in a suit and has to change into the white suit <laughs> in the yeah. white room, mm-hmm. the cameras would see her. It doesn't matter. So then this is all MacGuffin. So it opens mm-hmm. the vault door, and then she can't touch the floor for more than three seconds. So she does a bunch of backflips. She does a bunch of backflips. Well, it's a big difference. Into a handstand, which like seems unnecessary. Which is up on the thing. But she's holding the handstand like way longer because later she crouches down once the computer opens. So it doesn't. I don't understand why she needed to hold it that long. Well, I thought it was the floor, and when she was doing the handstand, she was up. She was doing. You know what else? I don't think that was really camera. Onto the computer <laughs> and is doing the co- handstand on the computer. Yeah. But she has to crouch on the computer to wire into the software, so it doesn't make sense that she w- she should have come immediately down from the handstand onto the computer. Yeah. She held it for way longer just for artistic purposes. It just well, seemed... Um, she did all those backflips and shit because for the same reason. So they hack into the system. Because in the Vulcan world here, which we are, that's what you have to do. <laughs> I like to think that those two um, um, businessmen, I forget what they call them, have to do that same shit when they go in. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, wouldn't that make the movie so much cooler? The be funny. In Carly's version of this movie, that's what they do. <laughs> they backflip. Oh, oh yeah. So you know how Doc's always complaining version. how long the podcast is. He's <laughs> <laughs> always interrupting. Really, I want you to go back and listen to some of the other podcasts. Oh. But you do the same thing. I don't care how long our episodes are. I do. Go ahead. So later. then we get a lunch <laughs> meeting between um, the angels and Vivian and Eric Knox. And they tell him that they're searching the computer for his software, and as soon as the software pops up, they'll let him know. And then they're like, who's doing it? And the angels say, Bosley's doing it back at the office. And then they're like, well, that dude's incompetent. Wouldn't it be better if we did it ourselves? And then they're like, no, that's unethical. We can't let you see into their software. And then the meeting breaks up. And I, there's some discussion about how Knox might still be in danger, so Dylan goes with him to his house to give it a security <laughs> check. Yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the plan. That is what I'm calling it. She's going to tap into so that chicken that beat. <laughs> so she enters the premises to check for safety. <laughs> <laughs> and then he enters the premises. <laughs> nice. Um, there's some very weird... Flirting that ends (laughs) ends with an October Scrabble board, and then she goes to leave, and he's like, "Wait, wait, don't go!" And she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I, I I don't know how to make chicken, and then Scrabble, shake and bake. I'll shake. I'll shake you bake. Nice. Good. And then she responds with, "I want to shake." And that's when he entered the premises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. All right, so now this I is where it's going to get crazy. <laughs> because we're flashing Now it's when it's going to get crazy? <laughs> now it's when, it, when yes. they jumped out of the airplane onto a speedboat. Was it when it got crazy? This is when no. we take a turn in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is when everything flashes in between scenes so quickly that my notes are so confusing. So, <laughs> so we t- flash Tony to, might leave the room for this. I might have to go. We flash to Pete and Natalie meeting for their date. Then we flash to Alex and Jason at dinner. Then we flash to Bosley cooking and Vivian stops by. Then we go back to Pete and Natalie's date. Oh no, it's they're at Soul Train, which is Natalie's dream, and she gets invited to dance on stage. And then, but Pete and can't Soul come, so Train. she's like, Another "No, no, I'm not going to do it." Element. Yeah, <laughs> why I, would they invite her to dance at Soul Train? She's a hot girl, apparently. Everybody which knows the hot the, girls go on stage. The bouncer on the right is the co-writer and actor in Underworld. Yeah, really? nice. Yes, <laughs> cool. So, um, He's but good. she doesn't want to go on stage because Pete can't come, but he says you have to because it's Soul Train and you got to go. So then we... T- I thought there was going to be a lot of women on stage. <laughs> no. Not just her? <laughs> we're not there yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Because now we're Bos- back to Bosley and Vivian. And Vivian is trying to take off Bosley's pants, and he's not having it. And then she asks... Mom's telling me no! <laughs> so then she asks if she can have some wine, and he goes to get her a glass. And now we're back to Pete and Natalie, and Natalie's on stage, and she's doing some terrible dancing. Mm-hmm. Not the I cool- like big butts, and I cannot lie. Also, why pick that song? She, she doesn't have not, a butt. Yeah, she's not <laughs> equipped for this song. I know, this is not a song for her. Uh, I they think had, I that- like little boobs and little <laughs> but I think that that was the point is that this song is not the song for her and she's dancing like it's her jam you know what she's at least she's but, a fun girl yeah but in her dream dance sequence it's way better dancing than the dancing she actually does at Soul Train and everybody's standing around staring at her and there's all crickets but she keeps going because she's having the time of her life and then they're like you know what you go white girl and they jump in <laughs> you go that's a little bit um yeah she's then the only t- white girl there <laughs> so they yeah. So they train. do say you go I have heard that 
you go white girl. People say that, or they did back then. <laughs> I've then, been on Soul Train. That's not true. I have never been on Soul Train. <laughs> <laughs> then we flash to Alex and Jason outside eating at a restaurant. Bullets fly. Damn you, Salazar! Oh, wait, no, it's not real. It's just a scene from Jason's action movie. Then we flash into the trailer. He's so good of an actor, though, I believed him. <laughs> Then we flashed through the trailer where I was like, fuck Salazar! And, oh, movie, okay. It was a great damn you, Salazar, though. I like that. It was a um, bait and switch. Mm -hmm. It really Lucy, was. Lu thought Lucy Lou got he it. also spit on her, because you have to spit when you talk. <laughs> Thanks for that, Joey. <laughs> All right. Could I be wearing any more pants? <laughs> so then, um, then we flashed to the trailer where Lucy Lou actually is, and she's practicing her speech to tell her boyfriend that she's actually one of Charlie's angels and not a bikini waxer. And co cooking a souffle. Then we flash back to Natalie, who goes up to Pete and says, this is the best time, I have to pee. Then we flash to Corwin, who's in a sauna mm -hmm. with a jacuzzi in it. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there, like and all of a sudden, Creepy Thin Man comes in, and he's like, what are you doing here? He's not dead. And then Creepy Thin Man murders Crispin him. Crispin Glover. Aww. He is billed as the Thin Man, but I like that they call him Creepy Thin Man, so I called him in my notes, Creepy TM. Can we just call him um, George? he's trademark Creepy. McFly? Let's just call him George. No, that's not what I'm calling. Then we flash back to the trailer where it is shot up by some gang bangers. Lethal weapon style. Yeah. Like, Dude, I know, like, a lot. They a lot. shot this trailer so much. Like, Martin Riggs is like, I thought I had problems. <laughs> but Lucy Liu manages to jump into to Spider-Man crawl into the ceiling to save her life. Then we go back to Natalie where she's attacked in the bathroom. Well, mm -hmm. by the guy that killed Aunt May, or killed Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. All right. Which then, time? The Tobey Maguire time. Okay. <laughs> then he gets killed a lot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> then we go back to the trailer where Lucy Liu, the gunfire has stopped, and Lucy Liu is like, oh, I haven't died. She looks at her souffle. It's fine. She <laughs> smiles, and then it sinks. Ah. And then she's like, God damn it. Then we go back to the bathroom fight where Natalie has succeeded in kicking this guy's ass, and she says, who sent you? And he says, Vivian Wood. So well, then, she has his, her foot on his throat. Like, yeah. Because that's how you interrogate someone, is push on their throat so that it's hard for them to talk. While you're only standing on one foot. <laughs> She's really bad at interrogation. Yes. Well, the awkward clumsy girl is only standing on one foot uh -huh. and interrogating someone. But she controls her density and makes her weigh as much as a thousand suns. <laughs> much like Clark Kent's glasses, her clumsiness <laughs> is only her secret identity. Exactly. <laughs> so then Bosley, then we flash to Bosley, because now we know Vivian Wood is evil. So we uh -huh. flash to Bosley, uh, who lights a fire, <laughs> and somehow there was a gas bubble, and he burns off his own eyebrows, which Vivian uses as a distraction to drug his drink. Then we flash back... So Jason, who walks up to his trailer, and it's like, oh my god, what fucking happened? And Alex is, like, Alex is like, I gotta go. And he's like, no, really, what happened? And she's like, <laughs> no, really, those I, are bullet holes. I have to tell you the truth, I'm not a bikini waxer. And then the trailer just falls apart. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. All right. So then we flash back to Nat, who goes to, who tells Pete she's gotta go. And he's like, can I call you? And she's like, yes. And then she kisses him goodbye. And he finally gets some love from the Soul Train bouncers. <laughs> and then Nat walks outside and calls Dylan and tells her that Vivian Wood is the one that kidnapped Knox. And that she's got to keep Knox. And she's, and Natalie, or, ugh. Dylan says. Words are hard. Dylan they answers are. the phone in a sheet. And she says, I'm with him right now. I'll protect him. Yes, she is. And then she hangs up her phone. She walks out in her sheet, and Knox is like, ooh, toga style. They get, and then we hear a phone ring, and we turn around, 
and all Doctor Evil style sitting in a chair. All she's missing Dr. is Doctor Evil, Bond villain, or Doctor. <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Gadget. Oh, she turns around in the chair, and well, all Dr. she's Claw missing. Well, Doctor Claw never turned around, but <laughs> <laughs> all she's missing is the ca- is the cat to be an evil villain. And and then Dylan and Knox sit down on the couch, and <laughs> Dylan uses the Scrabble tiles to spell enemy, and Knox is like very blatantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Knox is like, I know. But first, he kisses her. He, he just let one more little kiss, kissy poo, and then he. Goes NWO style and turns on her. I know. <laughs> and then we get Evil Team Assemble, and we get some. Uh, I wrote dancing, but I can't remember what it is. It wasn't dancing. I know. He played um, uh, "Give It to Me" by Marvin yeah. Gaye. Which always dance. makes me think of dancing. I don't know why I wrote the word. I don't know. He again. doesn't dance till later. But I know. I love this scene. But it's Evil Team Assemble. <laughs> And it says all, and then there's a great line here where all the angels are going to heaven. Oh. And then we reveal our evil plan that they're going after Charlie because he murdered Knox's dad. That and bastard. then. And then sorry, take I have to drink. take a drink. <laughs> you should wait till so, one of us are talking to do that. <laughs> so Dylan, you know, they, they're holding a the gun on Dylan and Knox takes his gun and he says they say in death all life's questions are answered will you let me know big gunshot big gunshot big gunshot <laughs> 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 then he shatters window shatters Dylan falls dead he Dylan shot oh no <laughs> oh it's gross <laughs> oh so wow. Dylan shot in the head oh wait it's the aristocrats joke <laughs> oh no nay nay don't steal my lines. Uh, just let her have it. <laughs> Not what happens. We get a flash and we see the sheet hanging there, and then we see she's hanging off the bottom of the sheet. But how, Carly? What do you mean? How? We get an instant but booty replay. Naked. Oh. <laughs> we get an instant replay I'm of sorry, her yes. using her I knew you weren't paying superhero attention. skills to jump backwards and miss getting hit by the bullet, so it shatters the window and she jumps out and fakes her own death. From four feet away. <laughs> but she's hanging here by... She has amazing abilities in this yes. reality, Tommy. And knocks no, no. the worst shot ever. Yeah, that's really more of it, is that he can't shoot worth a dick. Which I think is the most Worth a dick? Realistic. I meant worth a lick. <laughs> <laughs> but this is another great... Uh, where they insert actual thing that is reality-based, where it's much harder to shoot somebody than you think. <laughs> no, you just put the, the, the sight on the, on the person and you just pull the trigger. Granted, it was a revolver, but... And it wasn't that see, hard. the problem was that he was um, he comes from the um, Marlboro Man, not the Harley Davidson <laughs> School of Shooting. He learned, to, he learned to shoot with a converted. He was four four. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was his problem because that gun. Look at it. That's converted to four fifty four. This big gun. Now, if he had gone to the to the Marlboro Man, not the Harley Davidson <laughs> School, he'd be all right. If he was right. shooting for shit. He wouldn't get a whip. That's what you're saying. <laughs> so we see, yeah. So we see. Go back and listen to that episode. That's great. <laughs> so we see Dylan ha- hanging about twenty feet above the ground, naked on a sheet, and the sheet rips, and then she takes a tumble down the mountain, naked, where naked. she comes into the backyard of these two kids <laughs> who are discussing what, 
Boobs. Boobs. Time for tits on volume two. Boobs. He's like, I. You've never seen any boobs. <laughs> I have. It was like cool and stuff. <laughs> Which at like, what are these kids like? Ten. Yeah. That's how you would describe it. Like Tony, I've seen boobs. You like how? Yeah. Like they're just really cool. Yeah. They're I've cool. got nothing else. They're cool. <laughs> I don't think he's had seen boobs until she walks up naked. You know what? Ask, ask me now, Tony. Ask, ask me to describe boobs. Go ahead. Describe I'll describe boobs, man. They're cool. All right. <laughs> Actually, we don't actually call them boobs. In our house, we call them yabies. Yabies. Because why would you yabies. call them boobies, okay? Boo is a negative thing. When you see them, these, <laughs> these glorious things, you don't go boo. You go, yay! So they're yabies. Yabies. Uh, not boobies. Fascinating. They're not sad. They're I, exciting. I forget whose comedy skit that is, but we <laughs> steal it here. But it's been yabies. a thing in our house and long there, You know what, fans? I don't know who the comedian is, but I don't mean to rebuff your material. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yabies. Good shit. I just felt like this epi- this uh, entry into tit talk wasn't very good, so I thought we needed to interject some some good quality yabies in there. But so I'm pretty sure those kids so Carly, yabies, made her flash her yabies to give her clothes eight because she ended up with a set of clothes and a moped. And what she what t-shirt is she wearing, Mr. John? Stone Cold, basically. Baby. On the back with Stone Cold with the vi- with the snake arms. DTA, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Don't ever trust nobody. Nope. Okay. I'm, I'm just, in my head, I'm like, DTA down to ass? Don't trust anyone. That's right. Okay, so God. she pulls up. She must have missed wrestling in the attitude era. So I just missed that t-shirt. Well, um, we'll get you one. That's probably really expensive now. Sorry, go ahead. So she pulls up. So everybody pulls up in front of the office, and um, there's, and the lady. Words are hard. Oh. Use them. Natalie's like, Vivian Wood is the enemy, and then Dylan's like, no, it was Eric Knox. He's got a master plan to kill Charlie. They go to walk into the building, and explosion. Explosion? Explosion. I don't think you spelled that right. Explosion happens. That's Spanish for explosion. Ah. And they get... Boom. Sherlock, lock, boom. All right, y'all. Sonic boom into a car. So then they're picking through the rubble, and they're figuring (laughs) out his plan. That they had, they tricked them into breaking into Red Star to access Red Star's satellite so that they could find Charlie because they because he thinks Charlie killed his dad and that they kidnapped Bosley so that he could, because he's the only one that Charlie calls. And he's awesome in this. Go ahead, get to it. All right. So. <laughs> Can we skip to when he's in the prison cell? It's, uh, it's my <laughs> very next up. note. <laughs> so then we skip to Bosley in the prison cell. Great scene. And we have a boredom montage where he does all kinds of fun stuff. I know I keep kicking you, Tommy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Focus. I'm keep, fidgeting, and so I keep. If you don't start, I'm going to hijack you here. I would love like you Bosley. please hijack this. So Bosley's in his prison cell, and he's trying to find the angels. And he, I don't know how, but he had he got a glove and ball, and he's playing ball <laughs> like you so do. You're going to hijack it, but you're not going to talk about how he had an in-depth conversation with the bird and how he. Oh, is this the part where he chews himself the gun? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> go ahead. All right, you go show. back to where you are. I'm done. Go back to where you were. <laughs> he's playing, he has the he's ball. playing catch. So then he's playing with himself. <laughs> ball, man. Don't make it weird. Keep going. <laughs> and he wants an angel. No, I don't well, he throws the ball and yeah. it hits him in the mouth and, and then, then activates oh, the, the molar mic. The molar mic. And he's like, oh. And if you look, watch him. He's trying to get reception. So what does he do? He gives himself <laughs> bunny ears. He puts his hand behind his head, and two fingers come up, and now he's got reception. <laughs> <laughs> and and in can this you reality, hear me now? In this reality, 
Whatever I'm you tell it happens. I wanna, Maybe. I know this is all improv, and I can see McGee on the side losing his shit trying to just hold, <laughs> just, just fucking let him go. I'm pretty sure he had no script and that his stuff was yeah. all improv. If you have Bill Murray on set, you just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> do his thing. So, I would sit there and be like, fuck it, go no, ahead. Go so ahead. we flash to the ladies picking through the rubble where, rubble where they start to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. So they, they go through some bricks and they find this speaker. Angels! Miraculously you hear has me? made it. What's funny is that, like he acts like he knows they can hear him and he's like, welcome to our broadcast. Like, how the hell would he know <laughs> he's that? He's just going crazy. So he yeah. gives them some, tells them that he's in some kind of tower, he's by the ocean, and then his bird friend that he talked to early, he's like, tell them where I am. What it's kind like of bird is that? bedroom. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Natalie, the nerdiest nerd around, makes knows the bird call and instantly it's a what it is. It's a pygmy nuthatch. That's right. It only lives in one place. Carmel. Isn't that convenient? It really is. In this reality, though. Thanks, Spock. <laughs> Thanks, Spock, so for then, that, man. So then they jump in a car and... Then not the, but I don't know where that car came from. And <laughs> Whatever. Maybe, maybe Dylan's not the only it, one. That it has it a was car right next to Dracula's car when he got his. <laughs> I don't know, but they jump in a car. Don't pull that thread, And they man. start pulling up real estate on the water in Carmel, and they find one that is a that is registered to the Nick Zero com, uh, company, which Dylan figures out is an anagram for Eric Knox. Is it spelled with a Z or an X? An X. Ah, it's an anagram for Eric Knox. And then mm. they get the schematics. Like Arlacard. Nice. <laughs> they get the schematics. But that was And they backwards. see that they're that the best way to get there is a water entry and they're gonna need a boat. And Drew's like, head to the marina. I got a guy. Uh oh. Is it the Chad? Is it the Chad? And then it's <laughs> and we hear Brandy and we see the Chad driving his boat. Girl. What a good vibe you would be. That song is getting a lot of play. Right so then we flash. So then we Thank flash you, back Eagle. to Bosley, and this is where he makes a gun. He chews a gun out of soap. Out of soap. Now I have to tell you, and it's a fucking desert eagle. Desert eagle. If you gotta chew a gun, it's the biggest handgun ever. What the fuck flavor of soap was that? Because when I was little, my parents actually washed your mouth out with soap. Seriously, yeah, that's a real thing that happened to me before too. Really, soap is like liquid soap is the worst. That is true. Um, my I parents didn't do that. My mother had soap. a paddle. We grew up Italian. You see? Yeah, we had a paddle too. But we had, made, wait, they we made you belts. guys eat soap. My no, mom never used soap. the belt. My mom used the soap. You, you ate soap. You, they take well, the they bar of soap and they put it in your mouth. You ate soap. Yeah, it's you really hard. It. To get, you <laughs> like chew. Look, and for all you child protective services people out there, I refuse to testify. Look, you don't chew it. You just put it in their mouth, and then they get soap in their mouth, so, and it takes forever to so get rid of that. So you say a bad word, and your mom would put soap in your mouth. Yes. And you too. Like I don't Ralphie think and it Christmas was for story. bad words because yeah, bad words were never bad in my. Because I'm gonna wash your mouth out with soap was a real thing that happened in my house. Um, it might have been for like being disrespectful, but in my house there was no punishment for, for saying soap. bad it's like words. That, my parents were proud. Like, oh no, you nice. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another chapter. of Carly's dad is great. Oh. <laughs> no, it was my mom that used the soap though. Because at least we're not talking about the sisters. My dad I used guess. the belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so beat like she stole something. So, loyal listeners, we finally found Carly's dad's flaw. <laughs> he beat her with a belt. Not okay. Really. Sometimes he just scare you with it. He just, just got it out, and whipped it around. He, he didn't really hit us. <laughs> I'll let Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know. Are you the middle child or the yes, oldest? I'm you, the middle child. That explains. How did you not know that? I, I know she's got two other sisters. <laughs> just two, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like, wouldn't it be a weird time to figure out, no, I have three sisters. You're like, really? <laughs> I've known you how long? 
But I never know the age order. You're the middle like child. Like a decade. All right, so Bosley chooses <laughs> Scott. So. so then we flash back to the Chad. Who is, it the, is it the Chad? It's the Chad. They're trying to get him to go faster, and he's like, there's only one captain on this boat, and it's the Chad. <laughs> then we flash to Knox, and this is Thank God. the greatest thing ever. We get so we know some, what Elaine's favorite scene is. <laughs> some fantastic evil music. Some fantastic... Miami Vice. Keep is going. that the song? Yes. I didn't know that. I did. I didn't look it up. It's just a great evil song. We get some great evil dancing, and we get some great evil smoking. Oh, no, it's it's Miami Vice when he chews the gun up. and he No, no, spinning. yeah, no. But oh, you're talking about the other sort. So where where he starts dancing? I don't yeah. know what that is. What song is that? I don't know. Oh. I don't know either. I didn't write it down. It's great. <laughs> but we get great evil music, great evil dancing, and great evil smoking. Because all the bad guys <laughs> here smoke. Because he does like... He Except does. Vivian. Vivian doesn't smoke, does she? I don't know. I don't but think the I'll other two do. Knox and uh, thin, Creepy Thin Man do smoke. A lot. All right. Well, bad so guys smoke. Only bad. Notice how he didn't smoke till he was the bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Very true. All right. So then we flash back to the Chad, and the ladies are getting in <laughs> scuba gear, and he's like, "Where are you going, Starfish? Are you going swimming, Starfish?" And then he says, "By the way, that name of the song is Internal Affairs." Fantastic. Just, he asked her, "Was it the Chad?" And she she pops back up, <laughs> and she says. The Chad was great. Or she something. says, no, the Chad was great. All right. The Chad was great. Close. <laughs> the Chad was great. <laughs> How is that funny? That's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. It's fucking stupid. I think it is funny. Well, it is funny. No, it's not it's funny. Stupid. Not even a little bit. It's not even, Tom Green. It's like the Diet hey, Cola of funny. Just not, one calorie. Not, not everything enough. is for everybody except for Waterworld, which is for everybody. <laughs> oh, Everyone. Because when you start a movie, you pee off a fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> there was some pee in this movie. Was there? Really? Cameron Diaz had to. She said she had to go number one, yeah, and then she got beat up in a bathroom. There was definitely pee in this. She didn't movie. get. She, but she didn't get the pee. She got beat up. We don't know. I got the impression it was when she was washing her hands after she peed. Yeah, you don't wash your hands sure. and then go pee. Unless I you're. At a I had that in my club before. <laughs> All right, so then we come out of the water and we get another wardrobe change. Where were those backpacks with dry clothes in them? Because they only had on scuba tanks before. Bag of holding. I don't know, but what you need to focus on is, <laughs> fellas, they, have they all take their holding. clothes off, <laughs> but you don't get to see anything you but like side backs. No. Not even a little no side, boot. side boot. But here's what I'm thinking. That's in the, When they shot this movie, all three of those girls stood there butt booty naked looking at each other. Yeah. So now Cameron Diaz knows what Lucy looks the like butt booty care. naked. Girls don't care. Not really. They get naked around each other Especially all the time. Especially if you spend fight. that much time together. And that's not a thing. <laughs> hey, hey, is. hey, hey. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a thing. Don't stop. Basically. <laughs> you know what? This is one of those things where you think all guys get gaga or shit like that, but it's really not that big of a deal. I don't know why anybody if would I'm not watch there, girls. I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Look, this is me giving a rat's ass. Here, Lane, have a rat's ass. I don't this want half a rat. This is me not a rat's ass. No, I don't want no. half a rat ever. Okay, so... Then they decide to divide and conquer. Alex is going to go to the roof to tap into their signal. Nat is going to go rescue Bosley, and Dylan is going to deal with Knox. And then, as they're cli- so they're climbing up the wall and going through tunnels, and Dylan says, I don't know how to make chicken, jerk. I don't think Natalie should go get Knox. Her judgment is yeah, clouded. She's a little too close. Uh, she, she, Dylan. A true Jedi wouldn't do Dylan that. Dylan is going to Knox. That's Natalie is rescuing Bosley. That's what I said, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> So now, but Drew Barrymore's character shouldn't be going to get Knox because her judgment is clouded, and a, and a Jedi should not be ju- clouded by emotions. Well, we're back to every fifteen seconds, so this is good. Also, I had to get our Star Wars reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, kiddos! This is going to get rough. So, Alex. So Knox. Uh, 
Max is in his hideout. Dylan jumps in there and is like, hey, asshole, I'm about to kick your ass. And then Vivian is right there and points a gun to the back of her head and says, no, you're not doing shit. Then we flash to Alex on the roof setting up her her, um, surveillance equipment or whatever. Then we get a flash back to the bad guy lair where we see Vivian Vivian sees Nat climbing up some stairs or whatever. Are you ready? To go get Bosley. Then we get Nat finds Bosley. Then we get Alex tapping into the signal. Then we get Nat gets a phone call. Hey, it's Pete. And she decides this is the time (laughs) to answer and talk to him. Because she hasn't yet broken Bosley out of his cell. She really likes him. She does. Then. He must. While she's on the phone. (laughs) Sorry about the ambulance, folks. (laughs) So then while she's on the phone, some thugs come to beat her up but oh no nay nay she beats them up while continuing my to have a conversation Vivian back in the bad guy lair sees this on camera and says don't send a man to do a woman's job mm-hmm. then we get some more flat, flirty flirt evil chat from Dylan and Knox and the phone rings then we get another shot of Alex on the roof setting up equipment then we go back to Knox. It's Charlie. He's calling. And he says, oh, Bosley's in the bathroom. Then we get another... <laughs> go back to Alex. And oh, no, the creepy thin man has attacked. Then we go... Then we get Knox and Alex and Nat. And it's all just in and out, in and out. Knox finds Charlie. There's Alex, a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, Natalie gets Bosley out. Natalie, so... She's still on the phone with Pete. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to take this call. So... Vivian throws an axe at Natalie. Natalie pick, Natalie dodges it, hits the door. She uses it to break Bosley out and then throws the axe at Bosley. Which, like, how did he expect his axe to come flying in there? She could have killed him. All right, so then Knox... Kind of lobbed it at him. Knox talks at him. to Charlie and his software is finally able to pinpoint his location. Mm-hmm. Alex sees this, but she's attacked by the creepy thin man who eventually pushes her off a fucking building. But, oh no, she doesn't die. Nat and Vivian are having this huge fisticuffs fight. Vista cuffs, good. Night. And they end up man, tumbling down a flight of stairs. Fuck this man up the man. Where Vivian gets a hold of Natalie's phone and says, "Is this Charlie?" And he's like, "No, it's Pete." And then she breaks her Nokia phone. Ooh. Which, how did she even do that? It's a it's Look, an alternate, alternate universe. universe. Back in the day, those things, like you drop an iPhone, that thing explodes on impact. <laughs> but back then, those Nokia phones, indestructible. I once ran one over with a fucking Hummer. Hum- I'm talking about the H1 now, the big Hummer. This is back in 2000 where people drove that shit, and it was fine. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Stop taking drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Only me and Tony are allowed to give a schmeckle. Okay, so then Dil- so then Knox says goodbye to Dylan, puts some duct tape with some lips drawn on it over her mouth, then kisses her, then peels the duct tape off. I don't know what that was for. Was he afraid he was going to get cooties? Well, really, the reason is threefold. One, it's kind of mean. Two, it puts the lips on there, so he drew them. So they- and three, it hurts. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> then he so there's five there's five thugs and he walks out and says hey do you guys like angel cakes and then oh. Dylan is like hey wait wait no don't attack said me said angel food no he said angel cakes I think he said food it doesn't matter agree <laughs> he said angel cakes um, so then she says angel hey, food wait, cake wait, we'll call wait. it even don't attack me I'm gonna kick all your asses and they said no you're and not and she opens her legs with the, the, the spread eagle and plays some blur Song four? Is that I don't know. Called? I think it's song two. Song two? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll I go with it. that. 
And she tells them how she's going to beat them all up and then walk, moonwalk out of there. And since her lighter doesn't work, she's going to do it all with her hands, but tied behind her back. Which is completely And then we get flips, tricks, kicks. And horrible wire work. Like, she's not, it doesn't even look like any of those kicks would have hurt a fucking fly. And very, some very more, black widowish. Some more terrible, no, no, no. like. Scar Joe, you know, don't, don't even get me started. Well, I'm just saying it's a similar scene. No, not like, Scar Joe. She doesn't. Don't even say it. Well, in Avengers, remember? Yeah. Yeah. But that was written. He knows what you're talking about. So I get disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Scar Joe was believable. Yes. Drew Barrymore, right. not so much. So, anyway, she Neither ends up. never believable. Getting away. What? From she the bad guys, but her hands are still tied. <laughs> Then. And then she doesn't fucking moonwalk. <laughs> that's not the fucking moonwalk. <laughs> we watched it. Tony goes, John's going to talk about how that's not the moonwalk. <laughs> I was like, John's going to be very upset. Jesus fucking Christ. Terrible, it's, terrible moonwalk. That's not a moonwalk. <laughs> At all. I'm going to moonwalk out of here. Well, so, then fucking moonwalk. So anyway, she gets away, but she's still tied up, and she meets Bosley, and he has the axe, and he, uh, he, she goes like, she puts her arms out so they can he cuts her loose. cut her loose. Hello. And now all three angels are available Rebel. to fight, and Bosley so, is free. It's on. <laughs> so they're like Donkey Kong. And they've they've fought quite a few of these bad guys. So well, no, because like, so the creepy thin man and Alex are in this chain. Um, uh, sword fight. Mm-hmm. Chain, and, chain versus sword. And then. Drew and Paul. Why are you looking at me? Keep going. <laughs> and then and then uh, Natalie and Vivian are in like fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. And Dylan comes out the door, grabs another train chain, and manages to like whip them around, like whips the two bad guys together, so they're trapped. And then we see Knox in a helicopter, and he shoots a missile at them. Mm-hmm. And the angels jump off the building and miraculously survive. <laughs> But creepy Thin Man and Vivian are dead? Hmm. Question Maybe. mark? Unknown. Did they manage to jump out of the car into the lawn across the street and live? It's possible. They may have. They may, pull, they may have pulled the officer Saphir. We don't see Saphir. them die. <laughs> they so they're still alive. Two weeks still time. <laughs> so, so who knows? Well, we do know one of them lives, but that's another story. Because they're in the sequel. I have not seen that. No. <laughs> Sorry. I hadn't seen this. What makes you think I saw the sequel? <laughs> I don't you know. know what? Yeah, call you know what? Point, Tony. The <laughs> way you watch movies, Carly, it's Carly entirely like... possible that you could have seen the sequel and thought it was this movie until you had watched it. <laughs> it's true. You oh. know, I'm not going to lie. I watched the beginning of this movie when I was on vacation, and then I didn't finish watching it because you said you weren't going to be ready. So then when we wa- when I watched it with Tony, he has the DVD, and the opening was a little bit different, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did I watch the beginning of the wrong movie? The best part of the sequel, <laughs> Helen's ass. So then they're staring Good at name. the exploded building, and Dylan says he's found Charlie, he's going to get him, and then Bosley comes out of nowhere in a Jeep, and they jump in the Jeep. It was next to Dracula's and car. Amazingly, on the other side. So the creepy thin man and Vivian are dead, but amazingly, Lucy Lou's bow and arrow has made it. Really? So she grabs it, jumps in the Jeep, and, and they take say? off after the helicopter. See if I can win the teddy bear. I'm not even there. But in the blooper, she fucks it up. I know. <laughs> then So then she uses her bow and arrow as a grappling hook, but it's just a string tied to an arrow, so I don't see how this would work. Again, physics are fun in the Vulcan in universe. universe. Nice. It and works. She, and she says, let's see if I can win the Live teddy bear. And, and shoots an arrow into a helicopter. Okay. Sure. A move that would make Dennis Hopper go, okay. Then all three <laughs> of them, vehicle. all three of them climb up this like, rope 
without Eric Knox noticing that there's any kind of drag on, on this helicopter. Let's talk about this shot for a second, can we please? Yes. Since we've been impressed with marksmanship on this podcast. That's a pretty good one. This is like top three. <laughs> For fucking outstanding marksmanship, she would win, like, I, I would say give her the bronze. I mean... She's in a fucking moving vehicle going high speed, shoots a bow and arrow at a fucking helicopter and hits it. Is it, is it better than Jason's shot from the shore onto the speed boat? No. And it's also not better than Dennis Hopper, which well, makes it the bronze. Yeah. The best well, shot is Dennis Hopper. Yes, clearly. Well, Second best shot is Jason. Jason. No, your no. Bo- your boy from Cougar. 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 No. Cougar. Third no, best no. shot is no. Jason. No, I'm sorry, you're right. Cougar into the motorcycle, into the airplane. That's it's just number like, two. Whatever. Cougar's just that fucking good. Ever. Number three is Jason because he only has one eye, right? <laughs> that's right. And he's no also perception. Also, he's dead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> best shot by a dead man. He's number one. So well, then, she's broken the top five. Yeah. All right. You know what? I will concede Cougar to Lucy Lou in this and give him the bronze because he's fucking Cougar. True. So, all right. Lucy Lou, you've been knocked from three to four. Sorry. Mm. If you want to come on the podcast and argue yourself a third place, we'll love to have you. Unfortunately, if you're not first, you're last. So. Oh, Ricky Bobby. Ouch. Shaking So bake. they managed to climb up onto the helicopter. And Lucy Lou climbs up on the missile. Now, he only has two missiles. And he's already shot one to blow up his building. Mm-hmm. So she climbs on the other building. Okay. <laughs> or yeah. on the other okay. missile and is uh, hacking into it, I guess. And then Dylan climbs in the helicopter and starts fighting Hops. with Knox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes Knox drive like a retard. And Alex and. You can't say that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Drive erratically. <laughs> drive crazy, which almost kills. Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu mm-hmm. as they're like falling all over the place. They wouldn't have died. <laughs> but she manage Alex manages to climb back up on the missile and changes it from a I don't know what it was, missile guided system to heat seeker. Target to a loop. Yeah, so well, it'll she circle back on it. She changes it to heat seeker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking um Prague police and start thinking pra- PlayStation. <laughs> um so then, uh, Cameron, Natalie, I'm trying, it's hard because sometimes I want to say Natalie, sometimes I want to say Cameron, and it's very confusing with all the names. <laughs> I never understand. could keep them track. So I just call them one. Drew, Lucy, and, <laughs> yeah, and Cameron. So Natalie jumps in the helicopter and grabs Dylan and says, We got to get out of here because Knox has fired the missile. It's going to kill Charlie. Oh no, boomerang's back and it's coming right for him. Mm-hmm. They jump off the helicopter in the nick of time. While Knox just sits there and takes it, well, what do you do? A fucking missile's coming at you. you ain't nowhere to go. go. <laughs> but Natalie, Natalie or um, Dylan wants to beat Knox's ass one more time. Yeah, they had to pull her out. She also, I heard out. once this is good advice. She's if you got to go, head. go with a smile. Mm-hmm. That's what my right, plastic so surgeon always says. There's <laughs> another explosion, and then we flash to the beach, mm-hmm. and the ladies have kind of washed up on the shore, like you do. And they stand up, and there's Charlie's house, and they're all excited because they're going to finally meet Charlie. And they go in the house, but oh no. Hello, Angel. He's not there. He's not there. There's just a speaker. However. Why are you pointing at me like that? I'm, so. I'm nervous. All the bad guys in this movie are smoking. But mm-hmm. sitting on his coffee table is an ashtray with a cigar. Cigars mm-hmm. are different. Yeah. So, and is Charlie still secretly hot. a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. Because he killed Knox's father. 
Look, we never really figure out who's right there. Look, like, Knox says one thing, Charles says the other, but cognitive bias will tell you that whatever you're told first, you believe. So, we heard at first that <laughs> Charlie killed his father, so cognitive bias will tell me that Charlie's a fucking liar. So, my point was in the very next scene, Charlie starts to say that who Knox really was and that his father was a double agent and was killed by the other side. If you believe Charlie. If you believe that. But we saw the cigar, and we know that smoking equals bad, so Charlie mm-hmm. must be a bad guy somehow. However, Charlie's because, lying. because it's a cigar and not a cigarette, it's kind of in the middle. Because cigars are classy yeah, so and cigarettes are trashy? Dean not. Martin smoked. Fuck it. I didn't believe Charlie. I don't so. believe Charlie. Sorry, rather. But so our next scene is the... We're at the beach on a post-mission vacation because they have to rebuild the office. Now, they say they're drinking out of Buddhas, but only Bosley is. Yeah. No, they say they're drinking out of Buddhas and coconuts because the ladies have coconuts and Bosley has a Buddha. But he's had too many Buddhas because he's a little drunk. <laughs> and they ask him to join him, and he says no. He's watching something precious. And Dylan turns around, and does she see him? I think maybe she does. She because does. Because he's clearly standing there looking at them. And Good then truth. they go and jump in the water, and they're laughing and having a great time, and then credits. And the credits, the beginning of the credits is an outtake montage where we see they show scenes from the movie and an outtake of all the actors, the big name actors. And we show a lot of footage that they had shot that apparently was not included in the movie as well. Well, she left me roses by the stairs. Surprises let me know she cares. And that is the end of this movie. John, what did you think? Oh, we're starting with B. Yes, I love this. All right, so my favorite character. It's actually Bosley. I, it was a misdirector with Chris McLover. He was a close number two. But my favorite character is Bosley. My least favorite character would be Charlie. Okay. And let me tell you why. He doesn't do shit. All right. <laughs> he's, he's fucking pointless. Um, my favorite scene is uh, Sam, Sam Rockwell when he's dancing. Mm-hmm. And my favorite quote would be Drew Barrymore. I don't know how to make chicken. <laughs> Jerk. Jerk. Sorry. So she... Well, she doesn't know how to make jerk chicken, or no? Because she says, "I don't know how to make chicken." <laughs> I know. Jerk. I know. I'm giving you. A, I'm giving you some shit there. Okay. Little. I have fun with you. <laughs> um, so now here's the fun part: is when I watch this movie, it wasn't a whole lot of fun. But listening to you describe it makes me want to watch it again. That's how good you described it. It was like I was there, and it was just so good that I'm gonna give it a maybe. <laughs> he <laughs> needs to watch it from a sci-fi fantasy perspective. Yeah, I want to watch Carly's version of this movie. But you tell them the story. Okay. And so that'll give it a solid maybe. Because a lot of this stuff is just so fantastical, it's like, wow, that's just fucking stupid. But I didn't think about it like a Vulcan, and I think that was my problem. So I'll give it a solid maybe. Okay. Next. Tony? Okay. Um, favorite character is um, not uh, Corwin. I like Corwin. You're a liar. It's Bosley. Bosley's cool, but... I expect that from Bill Murray. I really liked Tim Curry, and I thought he was awesome in it for the very small amount that he's in it. Um, least favorite character, Vivian. I mean, what 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 is the point of her? Well, she was the bad guy. No, I know, but she didn't do anything. Um, favorite line is uh, Tim Curry's, I could use a girl like you on my staff. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I'm not touching your staff. What? Stop popping your knuckles. Mind your business. What's wrong with that? Mind your peace and cues. What was it? Uh, favorite scene? I like when uh, the first, in the very beginning, when the girls are chasing down Crazy Thin Man, and he does this jump and spins back and shoots his gun at them, and they all do the flip. It's it's like one of the first 
The flippy doos. Yeah, one of the flippy doos. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Because um, this was the beginning of the wire work, so yeah. it was really cool at the time. Although now it seems obviously it's, it's a little, so yeah. cliche. It's a little, but at the now. time it was it really was no. Because Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out around the same time. And that was all wire work, and that looks phenomenal. Yeah, but <laughs> the same time this. It was like the same year, I think. But it's the say it's that time period where you hadn't seen a lot of this, and all of a sudden all these movies had it, and it was yeah. really cool the first couple years. Yeah. Um. So that's everybody, right? So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would give it a yes because it's like I say, like Monster Squad. You you turn your brain off and you just don't enjoy a crazy movie, you know. Crazy movie, and especially in this time where we're trying to do a little more empower female empowerment. You have a all mostly female cast, all whipping ass. It's fun. It's fun. Yay, Harley. All right. I think my favorite character is probably the Thin Man. Really, mm-hmm. Crispin Glover. Nice pull. Yeah. <laughs> like I let along he's a solid character solid number two he really is um, I don't know who my least favorite character is <laughs> he's not right. honestly I really have no idea you like them all I mean I like them all enough I don't really hate any of them <laughs> okay do we do a least favorite character I don't think I my favorite <laughs> scene is when Cameron yes, Diaz is did. leaving the I Soul did. Train Club and she goes back and kisses Pete and Aww. then the bouncers are like hey and then they you know because they've been ignoring him all night because He's this tiny little white man in their club. <laughs> tiny little white man. But then tiny she kisses him and they're like, oh, you have a chance. And I thought that was cute. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite line either. I didn't write that down. I don't know. I mean, chicken. I'll shake you, but babe. Come on. I do think that... Staff thing? Come on. There's a lot of good lines there. <laughs> Here's one more daddy that you're never going to Was get. it the Chad? I did like the Chad. <laughs> oh, what, oh, fuck, I forgot. My least favorite character is actually Tom Green. No. Oh. Ah, too late to change. Oh, fuck. Too late to change. Uh, nope, Tom Green. You suck. <laughs> this is... I Put on your shocked face. This is the only thing I've ever seen Tom Green in. And I like it. My bum is on the cheese. My bum is on the cheese. <laughs> no, no the just get me a disease. All right. Then he got um, testicular cancer. So <laughs> Ouch. I... Ouch. I would... I did uh, watching this movie. I was like, "Really? Are we serious?" But thinking of it as a sci-fi fantasy, which is how you should think about it, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Then it is good, and I'll give it a yay. <laughs> All right, well, yay! All right. So I'm just gonna right off the bat. I'm gonna yay this movie. I'm not Carly. I'm not gonna maybay my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that was good some call. unprecedented shit. Good I didn't call. see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep like, it on your wait, toes. Wait, wait. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> So, this is your movie. You fucking picked it. How is it not a yay? <laughs> my favorite character is the creepy thin man. Nice. Wow. Good for Chris McGlover. My yeah. least favorite character is Vivian. Tom Green. Yeah. Good. No, Tom Green. All right. Good like job. That actress. Tom Green. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is where um, t- Sam Rockwell is dancing because I love good Sam scene. Rockwell. Good scene. Good scene. This is great. Yeah. Um, and my favorite line is. I don't know how to make chicken. Nice. I'll shake you bake. Oh no, my was no, no. I like Sam Rockwell's. I'll shake yeah. you bake because he shakes the thing. Yeah. Shake it's so good. Yeah, that's <laughs> my number two. Um, this movie is fun. It doesn't have, it doesn't make a lot of sense all the time, and it's pretty silly, but it's just a fun movie to watch. Like it's, there's enough here that it's enjoyable, and everybody should like it, and not hate on it. All right. And I enjoyed the second one as well, but not as much as this one. Yeah. <laughs> I would. It's definitely not ten out of ten, but it's definitely a seven out of ten. I would say. <laughs> All right, so seventy percent. Hey, that'll get your diploma. Carl, <laughs> sure what's will. next? 
All right, next week we're going to hear John's Zag movie. Oh, you're going to love this shit. It Snap. is called Playing It Cool. Oh, man, let me tell you, this is starring Captain America, Falcon, Venom, the dude from um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and the guy fucking Godfather. And, and the guy from Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and the guy from Charlie's Angels. I got a little distracted. Check us out on <laughs> Facebook, facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com and we will respond and listen to us anywhere you get podcasts. Wow, <laughs> I, I'm actually surprised you did it all from memory. I'd have to write that shit down. Ben, I hoped you really enjoyed this episode. Oh, <laughs> shout sorry, out to Ben. Sorry it's late. We didn't do a lot of shout outs this episode. It's one so. day late and we're really, really sorry. <laughs> yeah, folks, um, yeah, we dropped this uh, a, week, a day late. Sorry, we're a dollar short. We're a dollar holding up a dime here. <laughs> um, anything else? We, anybody? No, I got nothing. All nope. right, guys. Tune we'll, we'll in next week. Tune in next week where we will be on time. <laughs>